As many people know, the filing deadline for income tax returns is April 15th. However, not everyone always files by the deadline. This podcast will focus on what happens when a taxpayer does not file on time or if the taxpayer files but did not have the ability to pay their liability in full. While I'll be focusing on federal returns, many of these same principles also apply to state income taxes as well. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. There are some taxpayers that do not file their returns on time but have a valid extension. These taxpayers have no problem at all. The IRS recognizes that it is not always possible to gather all of your information and file by April 15th. Typically, taxpayers that are involved in partnerships, LLCs, S-corporations, estates, or trusts may need additional time to obtain information pertinent to file their income tax returns. Filing extension, however, does not extend your time to pay. Therefore, if you are unable to file by April 15th, you are still required to estimate the amount of tax you owe and pay it by April 15th. The main reason behind making people estimate their balance due is that if this was not done, then any taxpayer with a balance due would automatically go on extension and wait until October 15th, which is the due date of extended returns, to pay their balance due. Some taxpayers that do not file on time also do not file an extension form. This is a little more complicated. There are late filing penalties of 5% of the amount due each month or part of a month that your return is late. The maximum penalty is 25%. Individuals without a valid extension should file as soon as possible to at least stop the late filing penalties and pay as much as possible to reduce or eliminate the late payment penalties, which I'm gonna explain now. What happens if I did not pay my balance in full by April 15th? Well, the IRS imposes a late payment penalty uh, for, on, on all balances that are not paid by April 15th, as well as interest. So for, that, for those taxpayers that cannot afford to pay their balance due, I would advise paying it as much as possible. Again, penalties and interest are charged on outstanding balances, and therefore the more you can reduce the outstanding balance, the more you can reduce your penalties and interest. The IRS does have a number of different options available for those without the means to pay their bills all at once. Once again, I want to mention, even if you do not have the money to pay your balance due, file your return as this will eliminate any late filing penalties. You will still be subject to the late payment penalties. The first option that the IRS grants taxpayers is called a full payment agreement. The IRS will give you up to 120 days to pay your balance in full. There is no fee to set this up. However, you will be subject to penalty and interest until you are paid in full. 
This option can be set up through the IRS Online Payment Agreement, sometimes referred to as OPA, application, which can be found at the IRS website, www.irs.gov, or by calling the IRS at 1-800-829-1040. The most common method used by taxpayers that can't afford to pay their balance in full is an installment agreement. So again, if you can't afford to pay your liability within 120 days, you have the option of signing up for an installment agreement. There is a fee for this service unless you are considered to be a low-income taxpayer. Taxpayers may either sign up online, again at www.irs.gov, and use the online payment agreement application. You can also file Form 9465 with your return, or you can call the IRS at 1-800-829-1040. The IRS offers a number of different ways to make payments. You can either use direct debit from your bank account, a payroll deduction from your employer, payments by the Electronic Federal Tax Payment System, also referred to as EFTPS, payment by credit card, payment by check or money order, and lastly, payment with cash at certain retail locations. I have to admit, I've never had a client pay cash at a retail location, but since the IRS lists it as an option, I wanted to at least mention it. So in order to sign up for an installment agreement, you'll be required to choose a monthly payment and a monthly payment due date. I always advise taxpayers to pick a number they can absolutely pay every month and a date they can pay by. You do not want to set up a payment plan with the IRS and then miss a payment because now it'll invalidate the agreement. You'll have to start the whole process all over again. You can always pay the balance off early if you're in a position to do so. So again, my suggestion is to always go with a number a little bit lower than you would normally pick because you absolutely want to make sure that you can pay it even if you have a rough month for whatever reason. And then if you gather some extra money, pay the balance off early. The last option um, that's offered by the IRS is something called offering compromise. This option, while it's available, is much, much more complicated for taxpayers to qualify and there's usually a, a cost involved with it because most taxpayers cannot handle this on their own. They will need the help of a professional, uh, you know, absolutely will need the help of a professional. But an offering compromise will actually reduce your tax bill on your ability to pay. First of all, taxpayers must be able to, they, they need, must be up to date with all filings, including estimated tax payments for the current year. This requirement alone often knocks taxpayers out of the box as many who do not have the money to pay their taxes don't have the money to make estimated payments on the current year taxes. But assuming that you can meet that standard, the IRS will then look at all of the taxpayers' assets, liabilities, income, and expenses to determine eligibility. Again, this is a very complicated process, very time-consuming, can be costly to the taxpayer and professional fees, um, and it's generally to be used by taxpayers with a substantial balance due and virtually no way to pay it. But again, I wanted to put it out there, but by far the most common method of these three is the installment agreement method. So again, this podcast focuses on taxpayers that either file or t- pay their taxes late. And although this explains the general rules, you would definitely be well advised if you're in any of these situations to speak to a professional.
Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.